0: This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. You know where you're at because you heard the intro. I'm Janelle, and I chat about human design with people who are interested in it as well, who have integrated it into their lives, which, man, this next guest really has And I don't really know anything about it, but when you're like, yeah, I'm in Ecuador, very casual, um, I was like, oh gosh, there's got to be a story behind this. So um, without further ado, I'll introduce my guest. This is Kate. She's a 3-5 emotional generator. Hello, Kate. Welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Good. Good. And I was saying right before we came on that your internet is fantastic. So good job. (laughs) I know that doesn't seem like it matters and ever it's ever since I started my podcast that's been one of the things that I didn't know would matter to me is good internet on the other person's part because I have no sure. control over it and sometimes it can it can be very dicey.
1: <laughs> so very hooray. important. It's so much better here than it was in the states and we are grateful for that cuz we upload a lot of videos and Everything just goes super fast down here.
0: Yay. Well, that's good. So for, well, nobody knows except you and I. Kate found me on Facebook. So that's how you find me. Is there or Instagram or through the podcast, however, and you ask to be on and then you're on. I just like to blurb that so that people know. Um, Cause I like to talk about human design with everybody who's, whether you just learned about it or you've been an experienced Experimentor of your design i want you here and i think you fall into the latter right how long have you known about human design for
1: um just about three years we really committed and had our first consultations about two and a half years ago so it was kind of something that it was really my husband i told you before he's a three five clinic Uh projector and um as a three five, sometimes you get like people see what you could do and be for them, And I had my own healing work. But everybody's like, "Oh, you should do this or try this or do this for me." And it was like, "No, this is my thing that I do." So when I heard about human design, I was like, "This is just <laughs> another thing trying to pull me away." And yeah. then I heard about it again. And then the third time, my husband was like, "We need to know about this thing called human design cool <laughs> and And so, when he said that, it was like, okay, let's do it. And I'm um, so grateful that we went down that rabbit hole because it has been just an amazing experience. Like my life before, you know, I knew the terminology like deconditioning, not self, your authenticity. And that's what my work has been geared toward. But learning about strategy and authority, just a total game changer.
0: I think it's so like, cool that you learned about it together. Like you and you, guys learned about it together? Yeah. Oh, that's so, my husband we is have... supportive, but he really doesn't know. He knows what I say, basically.
1: Right. <laughs> does he listen to what you say? Because that was be the most important. Usually,
0: part. usually he does. He'll, he'll say something out randomly. And I'm like, where does that, where'd you hear that? Or where'd that come from? He's like, you told me that. And I'm like, oh yeah. So yeah, he'll, he'll listen, but I mean, as you know, human design is kind of hard to understand from like little bits and pieces. So he doesn't, the the main thing that I care about is he's supportive and he doesn't, he doesn't think it's weird. He thinks it's cool. He's just, he's just not like into it like that. (laughs) Right. And he's a two four. So I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll leave you alone about it. If you decide you're into it, then you'll learn it in five minutes
1: anyway. So. (laughs) <laughs> there you go there you go no I feel like um my husband was so conditioned as a projector he misread his chart and thought he was a generator mm-hmm. so did I like that's how deep it was because he had the sense like I don't this world is not working for me right mm-hmm. and so Sheila, are you familiar with him do you know who he was who is it Hakshila.
0: I don't know if I've heard his name.
1: Okay. That's who we it decided. It's a guy. That's oh. who we decided to go with for our initial analysis. Oh, okay. And he told me, he said, he actually um, died last year. He was climbing Mount Whitney. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: And fell. That's crazy. And yeah, it oh, was no. totally crazy. But he told me, okay, as a generator, you know, we're going to do three sessions like 45 minutes because you don't have a very long attention span. And I was like, that's very accurate. <laughs> so he did one session with my husband and I think he was back there for like three hours. And the whole time I'm thinking, how can you possibly pay attention for that long? Like you can be talking about the most interesting thing in the world mm-hmm. and I'm 45 minutes and I'm probably not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's awesome. But the, ex- you did yeah. it together. And the experience of it was so cool. Like, we did it virtually, you know, it was just in the like middle, beginning, middle of pandemic. And when I looked at him, when I met eyes with him across the screen, it was like, oh, oh, this guy knows everything there is to know about me. And then he just proceeded to tell me all the things. Like, he told me things about myself that I knew that I had never said out loud to anyone. Mm-hmm. And it was so freeing because all of these things that I thought were wrong with me were personality flaws or I should be different. It was like, no, that's how that's how you're designed and created to be. It was like, whoa, now how do I make these things work for me instead of feeling like they're at, to my detriment? Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think that that's a great way to go about it. And the way that you speak and the way that you you come off like you've known about this for longer than three years, so yay! Well, <laughs> you yeah. don't win hard. It sounds like
1: <laughs> we did. I mean, he came home. Matt, my husband, came home and he said, "If I keep doing this, I'm going to have a heart attack and die." Mm-hmm. He built custom homes in the states for people with a lot of money that you know had high, very high expectations. And when the rest of the world slowed down for the pandemic, they went harder and faster people we were living in Tennessee and so many people were moving in mm-hmm. to that area and and when he said that I was like that that does not sound like a good plan that doesn't work for me so we need to reevaluate and we had already kind of made the decision to um move to another country it's mm. something we've been together about 15 years and it's oh, wow. something we talked about and then we would be logical and rational and come up with all the reasons why we couldn't do it. And then finally I looked at him and I said, okay, we're not allowed to talk about this again until we're actually ready to do it. So when mm-hmm. we started talking about it, it was like, whoa, we're gonna, we're actually going to do this. Yay! And then it lined up perfectly with learning about human design and just saying, okay, let's jump, let's go hardcore into this process and check out from kind of mainstream society that you know work work all the time all the stress and find out who we are outside of everything we thought we were supposed to be
0: how did you choose where you are because ecuador doesn't well, really like i would never really think of that as a, as a place to go i've never right. been i've never been so i don't know <laughs>
1: It's very popular with retired people, and we um, we pretended to be retired for the first two years, and then it was like, okay, we are not. So <laughs> we need to uh, reevaluate the situation, but we actually thought we were going to move to Panama. We had told all of our families, his boss, like everybody, we're moving to Panama, and then we were watching a YouTube channel that we had seen before but they were showing a lot of the countryside of Ecuador. And we just looked at each other at the same time. And we were like, why are we not moving there? That looks way better Mm -hmm. than Panama. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like we both feel like we made the the right choices. You know there are frustrating things about anywhere you could live. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. But then when it comes to the the food that's grown here, the climate, the internet is super fast. Our community is absolutely gorgeous. We're situated in between two volcanoes. Oh, nice! And it's just incredible. So you get, you know, you can get into that not self-complaining frustration, bitterness. And then it's like, oh, but I still get to live here and this is still my life. And that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I was excited today because it's 50 and there's still snow on the ground from when it snowed a couple of days ago, because I'm in Colorado. Um, But Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's December. And it hit 55, zero degrees for like 30 minutes. And then it went back down to 49. And I was like, yes. So that's, I can understand, like, there's definite trade-offs and you get, you get some sure. good weather. I'm and no snow.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's
0: 50 to 75 all year round. Oh, wow. That is great. I watched those Caribbean life shows and stuff when people move all the time. And I'm, I'm always like, I'm, my, to my husband, I'm like, this, this would be cool. And, and, and I know, like you said, there are drawbacks, but at the same time, I get very excited about it because it does look beautiful and I get sick of the
1: snow are you in denver or where i'm
0: in like a little suburb of denver i'm i'm like west of denver it's called littleton um yeah but i'm closer to the mountains than i than like denver and it's it's nicer out here it feels like a little mountain town even though it's not really at all um but i'm originally from california Southern california i just moved here 10 years ago because i was done with california and so i came here <laughs> my undefined g center was like hey get the heck out of there before i even knew what human design was stuff was happening for me and then when i learned about human design i was like oh well this is why i had to go my undefined g center was done and like my incarnation cross is all in my g center i'm a sphinx cross so to be undefined there with your incarnation cross all there is like what the heck it's all direction related somehow. It's just inconsistent, is what it is. Oh my gosh! So, so what um, is your
1: environment?
0: I am caves.
1: Caves. Okay. What are you? We're natural. We're both um, artificial shores. I always th- the same that program? shore word. The same. Makes That's
0: funny. Yeah. That's so cool. And we do.
1: We tried to live like we lived in the suburbs in Knoxville and then we got to a pretty big city down here and we lived in an apartment and cuz that's what you do you know you go to a high rise apartment you're in the middle of everything and we were like we do not like the middle of everything. It's <laughs> no. not correct for us. So then we moved further to the outskirts. We've moved like five times since we've been here. Three of them to different parts of the country. I mean entirely. your third
0: your third lines so you got to get in it to yep. win it so you had to figure that I- out by being there. Now
1: we're now we're collecting way too much stuff. I told you <laughs> like we gotta get we gotta get on the travel stream of energy and not the move across the country stream of energy anymore. But we did we got to go to the south of Ecuador where we lived we, I mean it was like a 30 minute motorcycle ride to get into the nearest town that yeah. had like amenities. And we both worked from home. He had his area of the house I had my area of the house. So it really was like nine months of just figuring out who we were mm-hmm. Wow. which was to, to even have the opportunity to to do something like that has just been incredible,
0: yeah. What does he do now since he's not obviously not doing home building things?
1: Correct. He, <laughs> if you would ask him, he'll tell you he has an online subscription business. It, he's got kind of a he's got a great sense of humor and then if you ask him what his business is he'll ask you if you've ever heard of OnlyFans and I'll tell you he has a foot fetish platform on there and <laughs> none of that is true. <laughs> none of that it is true. In, it's very entertaining though. He has gotten really into day trading. Oh. Um, he kind of started out in the in the crypto market and then realized he really needed to have a deeper degree of education. So he's kind of really focused the last year and a half and he got funded and now he's doing it actively. So wow
0: that's cool.
1: He loves it. He loves the analysis. He's got all these screens set up in his office and
0: we'll look for his foot fetish website on OnlyFans. Okay. okay. Let, him know, let him know that. <laughs> I it love that he tells people cause...
1: that he does have really nice teeth.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's really funny. He would do well then. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um. So before I move too forward, I I wanted to know, and I should have introduced you this way, but you're a doctor. You're Doctor Kate.
1: Yes. Do you go by Doctor Kate or do? Yes. Okay. I do.
0: Okay. Yeah. My website,
1: Doctor Kate? Kate Flynn.
0: Dr. Kate, everybody. Sorry, I didn't say that earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that to me, anyone with a that level of education, I'm always. I don't under. I've, uh, quit college three times before. I third time was the charm, where I realized that was not my thing. And so to do that, I'm just. I don't even know. So congratulations, first of all. Thank you. And what and why and how,
1: how how'd you do that (laughs) so I'm actually a chiropractor nice and um you were talking about you know as soon as you hear the word or the term doctor you start thinking left brain logical like yeah everybody does And, and so chiropractors I feel like do a really good job at bridging that gap, because Mm -hmm. we do have such a great foundation in the sciences and understanding the mechanics of the body and how everything Mm -hmm. works together in here. And even though I'm not super happy about all the financial debt I have (laughs) because of that choice, you know, I can't look back and say, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like it has been huge and it did get me to this point because so right out right out of high school, I went into the military. I went into the navy. Oh wow! From a really small town as a three five, it was very challenging. And um, I don't love the term, you know, mistakes because it's just how we learn. Like we have to try all of the different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have made a lot of a mess in a short amount of time in that small town and I knew I wasn't ready for college it was like thank you
0: (laughs) I mean the bigger the mess I think the higher the reward for the third line so good job
1: thank you and I feel like you know that's when you know you've gotten somewhere when you can look back at the mess and be like yeah I did all of that this is what (laughs) happened and I'm still here so And not feel the shame or the judgment or the, just like, yeah. And I still love, I get to love myself. Like Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. And I
0: know you said you made a big mess, but like to join any sort of armed forces, that's like, that's hardcore, man. I, that's one of the other things besides like doctor and when I don't, anybody does that kind of stuff, I I have like weird commitment issues and like responsibility is like, ah, I don't want kids. I don't really want ever like a real job. That's that like, I would, could never be like a surgeon or like a anything where your life was in my hands. I'm like, nah, that feels like too much responsibility. And you're doing all that stuff, like all of it. So, wow.
1: Wow, now I'm like, yeah, you did, good job. That's like not, that's scary. That's scary shit to me. Well, that tells you how miserable I was in that small town that yeah. I would, you know, because people say, you know, I'm patriotic, but I'm not that patriotic. What did you do?
0: <laughs> like, what did you do in the...
1: Uh, funny story. I went into the be, um because how old are you? Can I ask? I'm 40. Okay. But you remember when the first Top Gun came out and how... Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the end, when um, the guy jumps out of the helicopter to Uh save them from the ocean, I was like, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Those people are legit crazy. Like, (laughs) so you know. So I was like, air crew, air crew, search and rescue. Like I was always, I was pretty fit in high school. I I taught aerobics and my recruiter was like, you can do this. You are strong enough. You can do this. Well. I'm not a great swimmer, and that caused an issue when I had to take the test to, you know, to move on to the next level. So I had to re-rate in the middle of boot camp, and then I wanted to be a CB. I wanted to go into construction. All of this kind of has to do with my dad. He he died when I was two, and he was in construction, and he was in the Navy, and it was, like, kind of moving in that direction for some kind of exploration. Mm-hmm. But the guy looked at me and he said, we've met our female quota for CVs for this month and basically like dismissed me right there. And so I chose school based on location and went to Southern California, to San Diego, to uh, mm. radio men's school. Wow. So what, yeah. is
0: what did you, so you were, you talked, obviously, I'm guessing you talked on the radios.
1: I never did it. I don't even think I did it once. Oh. So at that time, they Right after I went to school, they merged us with data processors and I ended up mm. in the computer kind of database management side of things. But got I got to live in Naples, Italy. I got to be on an aircraft carrier.
0: <gasps> That's like, I, I sound like the biggest, like I'm a frady cat right now. Cause when you start miss send planes, I was like, oh God, you're in like, a, like those army planes, like you jump out. Oh, <laughs> mm. I don't, I I haven't been on a commercial plane since 2019 and I won't unless, unless I really, yeah, this is the thing I, whenever we watch those shows, the Caribbean, whatever life shows, Sean is always like, Janelle, you hate flying. Like he's like, do you know how small of a plane you have to get on to get to those places? And I was like, I don't know. I'll just, I'll block it out. he's like, I don't think you'll get on. Cause I have a rough time on commercial airlines. I'm just, it's just. You can tell. I'm getting very anxious talking about it. Um, right. It just has always been I don't like it. I don't like planes. <laughs> so the well, fact that you want to do it for fun is like, what?
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. So good for you. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> it was like, what? what else? At that point, what else are you going to do? But I remember being on the bus going like from what they call MEPS to where you you get sent to boot camp and everybody on that bus was kind of confused that I was there. Were you the only girl? (laughs) No I wasn't the only girl I was just um like I got a lot of what did you do like a lot of people get um it's like they go before a judge and the judge says you can go to the military or you can go to jail. Oh, from because of where so you're you know from. They get, oh,
0: okay, okay. I got it, got it, it. Got it. it was a lot it's of, you know, voice for most of those people. For, exactly. And you look like somebody who didn't get into so much trouble that this is, he was this or jail. I get, I follow you now. Okay. I was exactly. like girl or a guy situation, but now I get it.
1: Like, that makes sense. What did you do? <laughs> so I was kind of like, uh... I'm here because I made the choice and you know I came from a very small kind of sheltered town in that regard and I was like what why what did you do
0: well it was this or a jail cell so I picked this
1: Uh, it it was a really interesting experience though to be the minority in a lot of ways yeah, like to be a, a minority yeah. from a female perspective, to be a minority from a racial perspective, um, from the wanting
0: to be there perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was. I'm so glad that I had those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this is where the third line picks up gold, you guys, is by jumping into the fire, which it sounds like is partially what you did, because like right, it all gives me like the whoa. <laughs> you talk about it and so then, casually too. Like, oh yeah, join the Navy. Yeah. I'm like, cool, especially right out of high school. You're so young.
1: I was so young. Oh, for sure. Just,
0: I'd be so scared to leave my parents. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Actually, I moved out of my house when I was like 17 and a half because of my family situation, but I yeah, not the same, not the same. Um But yeah, I think that's awesome. You did that and your doctor. And you, like you said, you had to get into all these things to get to where you are. And it's very interesting to me because when you do look at human design, there's parts and pieces of it that do feel very logical and very, like it comes from a science-y place. Um, But then there's other pieces where it's like, oh, okay. And they just kind of come together to this wonderful thing that... Can be hard for us to understand, but most of the world is generators. So I think that what you do is is awesome because I think a lot of times generators, when they come to human design, they're given kind of this is what it is for you, this is your strategy and authority, this is your a blueprint, this is how you do it. It feels like to me, it feels like the directions for generators are more black and white but I don't think that the experience for them goes that way and they still have stuff to do deconditioning to do learning I think maybe how to be more into their sacral energy because I feel like growing up you're not no one's really told to that you're going to love your job. Like you're supposed to love your job. Like this is supposed to be really fulfilling for you. And it's supposed to really light you up. Like, I mean, I grew up in the eighties. So it's like your job is, gives you money and stability. And that's what you want it for. And you want it forever and never till the end of time, until you retire one place the whole time. And if you're not into it, nobody cares. Like nobody likes their job. Everybody hates their job. So why should you get to like it? And now I think we're coming to a time where it has, a lot of things have shifted and no matter what your energy type is, people would rather enjoy their time, enjoy their life and feel fulfilled rather than slave away for another person just because it gives them consistent money. And I think this is an exciting time for generators because then now it's like, okay, well, what do you love? What are you into? I know a particular manifesting generator who, when I told them what they were, they were like, well, I don't have any interests. Like, I don't have anything that lights that I like.
1: I was like, that's hardcore conditioning, right? there, Right. She's like, I like, well, I like
0: reading books. And I like, then she named stuff that she didn't think mattered as like interests. And I was like, well. I feel like you just need to really back it up and think about things in terms of what do you really enjoy from like from the gut uh, 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 type of situation? What does that feel like and sound like for you? Um, And it doesn't have to be something that is a job or that anyone would look at and go, Oh, this is a good way to spend your time. Like who gives a crap about that? What do you really like? And I think, this is an exciting time because there's a lot of places to go a lot more places to go with that energy than there used to be and a lot more things are accepted in this society as like oh this is what you how you like to spend your time okay that's cool you want to move to Ecuador great go for it have fun um I think that's awesome and I think that it will behoove the generators to give them, I don't know. I feel like sometimes that any, I don't want to talk for them. I'll let you talk for them in just a sec, because you are one. So, <laughs> um, But the ones that I know, sometimes I feel like they put too much pressure on themselves to be successful or to be the consistent or to be whatever they should be and then they don't allow themselves to kind of expand their minds and th- and think about like what they really like without it having to do with anybody else or anything like that sorry that was very long-winded about generators and i would rather you speak okay. on it because you're one but i'm married to one and i do love them and you give me all kinds of energy as you can tell
1: <laughs> i feel like you know, millennials have gotten a lot of crap for their unwillingness to put up with social norms regarding careers and those things that you mentioned. And I think it's amazing. It's like, they're right. We shouldn't be putting up with these things. We shouldn't be working ourselves to death. Like, because the, you know, whether you look at 2027 and the breakdown of the tribal background that was there, like, companies aren't keeping people for 20 and 30 years
0: like they they used to.
1: So the whole construct is collapsing in on itself. Mm -hmm. So if you're not finding ways to plug in where your gifts are, then they're realizing like, what's the point? Yeah. If you don't have the
0: stability, if you're not going to get, keep getting the raises, keep getting the incentives to stay. And if you're seeing all these new people coming in quickly behind you Then, yeah, that could be very, I didn't even think about that. That could be very scary for the generator and very unsettling to, to be like, oh, I'm not like, they don't really value me as much as I thought because they have all these people that can do this, um, coming up behind me. And that's like, whoa, you know, I never really thought of it that way. That whole classic construct of people being at a job for like 40 years, unless it's their own business or unless they do something real niche for that company. Oh yeah, you're right. Huh. I've always waited tables. So I've been simultaneously dispensable, but also needed and in other other places like at the same time.
1: (laughs) I waited tables through, I mean, I waited tables in high school and then, in undergrad and I did it once in chiropractic school and I looked at my friends and I said if you ever hear me say that's a quick way to earn money just like smack me I cannot do it it's anymore pretty hard. I it's pretty hard. that last shift I worked, they complained at a table that complained about the special and I was like yeah you're right that is a very small portion <laughs> like I do not care me. about this anymore it's I cannot hard. do it it's hard to care about i agree
0: um and it's hard to do it energetically especially as a mental projector but i do it part time um and i'm really good at it it's just not energetically it's not great and right. i feel like it's very separate from my real life like it doesn't feel like my real life when i go there i feel like a separate person which i don't necessarily know if that's good or bad or what if it just is because it really does help that nothing, nothing there really gets to me. Like I don't really get upset or angry because it's just, that would be a waste of my energy, which I'm already wasting just being there. So I try (sighs) to be as happy as I can and take things as lightly as possible so that I don't waste too much more energy than I have to. Um, But yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard job. I think for any energy type for any person to do um but projectors sorry guys sorry that we're doing that (laughs) but as a generator it could be even worse because I feel like the people I know there, I know that work that are generators sometimes I've seen them get really explosive with their frustrations there because they don't want to be there and I can be I'm like oh (laughs) my bitterness sometimes is not as loud as their frustration which Right, I can understand. (laughs) If you don't want to be there and you're a generator and you're giving us all your sparkly energy, like, I don't want you to be there either. And I think that has helped because I've told some generators, I know that like, this shouldn't be making you feel this crappy and then they'll quit. And I'm like, oh no, what did I do? But I think it's good. I think it's like me using my design and my cross which is like a very directional base cross but not really for me for others but I don't really feel like I do anything I just feel like I go hey maybe you should leave (laughs) and like they don't realize that that's an option or maybe people don't realize that you don't you're not you're not supposed to feel like crap like at your job every single day essentially (laughs) the fact that people sign up to feel like crap every day I'm like I can't I can't even, because even though my job is physically exhausting, it's a very short amount of hours, and I'm pretty independent. And nothing really matters. Like, I go in it every day as a new, fresh thing. Nothing really matters that I do. Like, <laughs> I purvey food. You give me money. I clean. We go about our day. Like, I'm not in an office where the next day I'm dealing with the same over and. Blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't feel like, like whenever people freak out, new people, especially, I'm like, guys, this is just food and drink. That's all it is. That's not a big deal in the grand scheme of the world. But I can't say that to my managers because they don't (laughs) want to hear that. So I have to be careful who I'm speaking to. None of them will listen to this podcast. So that's fine. (laughs) That's good.
1: You can Um, say whatever you want.
0: I always say whatever I want. I mean, if they randomly did, I wouldn't care. There's people who at work who randomly are like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. I was like, what did you understand anything I said? Cause human design jargon, is pretty jargony. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you could be like, what? What's happening? Um, but yeah, I think that, like you said, it, it does seem interesting that it, seems to swing very far back and forth where people are like, you know, an 80 hour work week sounds horrifying, but, but then when you say that and you move the other way, there's people that are like, whoa, you're lazy. And I remember like when I did this, that, and the other, and, but you're correct. It's not the same time. And they, we don't have the same securities, but there's also way more opportunities now. And your gifts, just like you said, can be plugged in in so many different ways. Like maybe you don't even, haven't even thought of. And that will, an opportunity will put be put in front of you generator and you'll respond and you'll be like, what? I can use this thing that I like to do this? Like, cool. Um, and I think it will just continue on that way because technology is, like, whoa. And that's, I know it's not all about technology, but that's kind of what I'm thinking when I think about new ways to plug in. Because I mean, look at you,
1: you're working from your home because of technology. (laughs) And when you look at like what technology and robots and AI are doing, they're going to take away a lot of those jobs that needed, you know, body showing up 50, Mm -hmm. 60 hours a week and, and I think probably the biggest place you're seeing is in factories. And so people are, like you said, a lot more opportunity to be like, oh, I don't have to do that. I can, I get to find other more creative ways to plug in.
0: Yeah. Especially when a factory might realize it can save money and have perfect results and no one gets hurt if they just get rid of these people, like they're going to do it. So like, you're going to have no gone, gone, gonzo. And that's going to be painful for some people who that's their livelihood. That's their life, which again, to me, your work being your life, I understand it, but it feels like I want more of my life for myself and worked, I guess maybe I'm using the wrong word when I say work, because work for me feels as a projector is like, ah, for generators, I know it's not the same. Like I don't know if that's word hits you guys. Does it hit you the same way?
1: Mm, probably not with the negative connotation. I might be programmed a little bit from my husband because he tells people all the time that he's unemployable now. Like we could never go back to <laughs> because I'm I'm unemployable. So I either figure out how to make this work or you know, we're screwed.
0: I could only wait tables. Like I could literally not have it get up in the morning and have it like my mornings taken away from me. No, no, thank you. Like I can't, I can't hang with that. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I'm like, Oh my God, if I had to like, try to get a, like a nine to five job, I literally think it wouldn't be possible.
1: <laughs> Which I mean, as a three, five, I've never been able to do it. And even like going through chiropractic school and starting to do chiropractic, it was, I, I joined a practice that was kind of either sink or swim. I didn't love the person that I was working for. And he ran a very ego based kind Mm -hmm. of, he just told the same story about himself all day long to every single patient and they ate it up. And I'm listening to this going, I can't do that. Like, I will never be Mm -hmm. like that. So figuring out, like everything started to shift and change for me at that point. Before 30, I didn't know about intuition. I mean, I was curious, Mm -hmm. but I did not consider myself intuitive. I had watched you know the secret and what the bleep do we know I've been to a psychic or two I had friends that could see and do things but none of that was in my realm of understanding so I graduated so much going
0: on in your spleen too like for you to feel so detached from your intuition I sorry I interrupted you um but I just picked up your chart to look at it while you were talking and I was like oh man you've got all kinds of stuff coming out of that spleen so you've got A lot of ways to experiment with intuitive energy. Intuitive energy is very, I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I feel this or what does this even mean? So go back coming out of chiropractic school.
1: So I was introduced to Reiki and to sound Mm -hmm, therapy mm -hmm. and tuning forks and all these different things. And it was like the floodgate opens. Cool. And I, I started saying the same prayer over and over. Dear God, make me a channel of your healing works in this world. God, my thoughts, my words, my actions, tell me what to say and do. Because a patient would come in and they would say, fix me. That does not light my sacral up at all. (laughs) As soon as I hear that, I'm like, no, I can't. But in having that sense that there was so much more going on than whatever ache or pain they were presenting with. And it was like, I can adjust you, but you're still like, and so i would start to hear ask them about this ask about what happened when they were 12 and and it would just mm-hmm. cause this crazy reaction within the patient like how did you know about that you know and they would move through that thing and then that pain would go away oh
0: that's cool and so then i got
1: really curious and realizing that the the body stores all of the stuff that the mind the not self has going on Mm -hmm. and if you can shift the power from fueling that not self and call it back to the body then the body will heal
0: that's crazy but if you
1: look back and you you try to take everything you've experienced every trauma every hardship and you try to tackle those things head on it's hard Mm -hmm. it is really hard and people will give up but if you say you know you have Because the process I put generators through mostly is, is the issue here? Is it here? Is it here? And I'm not telling them where here is, because I don't want to do anything to engage that mental story Mm -hmm. of what's happened. Because as soon as that story is engaged, you're just not going to get anywhere. So I've come up with these categories of distortions, and they'll set an intention, and I'll ask them. I don't tell them anything. Mm -hmm. I say, is it here? Is it here? And they're like, oh, this doesn't make sense. I don't know where here is. And then they start to feel that sacral response. It kind of, the mind finally gives up at some point and says, Mm -hmm. okay, this doesn't make sense. I'm not going to be able to understand it. And once that happens, they can start to hear what the body's saying Mm -hmm. and how the sacral is responding. And every single time, then when I tell them what they've landed on, they'll be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's going on. Wow. And then I'll ask them, how do you want to implement correction? And again, it's not me telling them how to do it. They're landing on the thing that's going to unplug the power source from the not self and pull that energy back to the body. Mm -hmm. Before human design, this is, this is the amazing thing that's happened to me over the last two and a half years. I was lit up, by the information that I was getting and how to do it, but it was me doing it for that person. Mm-hmm. It was me telling them what was going on. And that was exhausting. Initiation, you're initiating it all. I was, yeah. And it was like, I can't do this. And one, if one more person tells me every awful, horrible thing that they've ever experienced, like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I would tell people, you know, after the session, like, I do a memory dump. I can't carry this with me because they'd say, oh, remember when I told you about? Nope. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. So learning, you know, that nine months Malakatos in Malakatos and isolation was realizing I can engage the sacral response. I don't have to tell them anything. They get all their own information. It works and that lights me up and it lights me up in a way that I can for the first time in my life say, I can see me doing this in 10, 15, 20 years. Oh
0: wow.
1: Down the road. Probably not from Ecuador though. But who knows where? But, yeah. Who knows where? Because all I need is good internet, <laughs> like you said. So that's it's awesome. been it's been a, an amazing kind of evolution to figure out how to move through without going to the trauma, without even addressing it. Like I don't talk to people about diet. I don't talk. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to them about any of that stuff. That's great. Like, what do you want? you have
0: too, as a fifth line. That's great boundaries for you to have. Mm-hmm. Is to simply let it go and go. I don't care. I don't hold on to that. One, how could you remember everybody's stuff unless you were like a therapist and you had like it written down? There's no there's no
1: They think you have it? That's insane. Well, you know because it was um it was poignant to them. Yes. I get so, that. So. Right. But you hear so many people's poignant things
0: and mm-hmm. it's got to take so much energy from you to help them figure it out on their own. And I don't think that people realize that you're doing a lot of work, even though you are actively saying, Hey, you're, you're figuring this out. I'm just kind of guiding the situation. Um, And it takes a lot of strong boundaries, especially as a fifth line. Like you said, people are coming to you saying, fix me, heal me. mm. (laughs) Fifth lines. That's what you attract like bees. They just, they're like, come on, do it. And to have the boundary to be like, mm. nope, that's
1: not not, not for me. And I tell people like, I am going to engage your sacral response. Give me a yes or no answer to a yes or no question. And that's really hard for people in the beginning because they, they want to tell their story. And I tell them that from the beginning too. Like anytime you don't answer yes or no, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back. Like, yeah. I'm telling you that up front. It's not personal. I'm not being rude. You're like a just... lie
0: detector. You don't want any of the yes. story. You want this or this. And then we're yes. going to
1: move from that. Oh, that's so neat. Where is the path that moves you forward? That's what we're trying to find. Because we can't change the things that have happened to you. But we can change the way you decide to move forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from there.
0: And I love and... that you figured out a way to use your energy because even though you're a generator, it doesn't mean you're here to like use large amounts of energy consistently throughout your life, like to figure out a way that it it works best for you and you feel lit up. And like you said, I can keep doing this for years and years and years. And you have a pretty defined chart. You're just open up, up in the top here. So it's, it's interesting because you have all the motors, so you're very mm-hmm. much like a let's go um it's interesting that you're not a man Jen. i think it's i know why but it's like that's crazy that that didn't happen anyway sorry sometimes i look at people's charts and i'm like i get pulled i get sucked right in like as soon as i saw your chart i was like whoa you have so much stuff going on down here and i have nothing
1: (laughs) i think it was the one uh cornish from Yeah, H- from yeah, the people yeah, 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 yeah. I did a PHS uh, session with him and he told me because we got into some other stuff too. And he said, You have all four motors, but being the triple split, he said, You're like a really big ship in small water. Like you're not built to go all out all the time. Mm-hmm. And that, makes, that makes so much sense. Like when I'm ready to accomplish something, like I'm going to get it done and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to do it in a short amount of time but then I'm also going to go through periods where I'm like oh I guess I'm watching movies today or yeah you know I'm going to crochet three sweaters
0: yeah the triple split I I'm I'm a single definition so I don't my sister is a triple split projector um and oh, wow. yeah it's always interesting to me it feels very much like go oh, stop like, like the split stops that her or stops other people that I know who have, uh, I even know someone who has like a quad split, um, it, do they just kind of stop and they don't want to. It's like, they're like, what, what the heck? And if you're a generator, that's probably really frustrating, but to figure out, like you said, are period, it's just kind of, is how it is. And there are periods of time. Um, I've heard it referred to sometimes as the generator plateau as well, where, sometimes you slow down and and things don't happen as consistently or as quickly as the sacral motor would would like it to to go (laughs) because there's other things at play sacral motor is super strong and super powerful but there's other things at play there's other centers at play there's the transits who are you around like all this stuff changes how everything is day to day and that's why For me it's it's very helpful to think of life as temporary like everything is temporary because who knows who i'm going to be around next especially since i'm very open so it's like well i love all of this stuff because like i said i feel like a lot of the times generators aren't really given so much support it's almost like you're said like oh congratulations you're a generator this is a generator world good for you like you fit right in It's like but but do I like is it really that homogenized no not really there's a lot that's going on right now but even I think I don't know if I want to say more importantly but of equal importance is the conditioning that you're dragging around from the past and maybe the not so distant past that you don't realize is there. And as a, that's one of the things that I have the hardest time with is, I don't like to look at, I don't think about the past. I don't like to think, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel relevant to me a lot of the time. And the way that I behave and the way that I make choices and decisions, I don't really think about it. I really just, I feel, it feels even hard to talk about my friend, Rebecca says it to me all the time. She's like, you don't talk about your past or your childhood. And I'm like, I don't remember a lot of stuff, but my parents were alcoholics. So I have a lot of like stuff that just is pictures and pieces, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel pertinent. And whenever I tell people that, they're like, oh, oh, you, you're not even close to where you think that you are. (laughs) Because I get so like, it doesn't matter. I'm a projector though. So am I allowed to do that or no?
1: I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. I mean, (laughs) the only question I ask is, is it working? If it's working, then you can do it. If it's not working, then... I don't know. You may want I, to reconsider. I I don't know what, what working or not working looks like. Are you feeling more, um, I don't want to turn
0: this into like success? a whole with you. I, um, I feel successful in the ways that I have loosened my grip and let go of the, my controlling nature, especially when regards to my own life and to where things are going. I feel success in that regard. I feel much less anxiety. I feel much more in control with the less amount of control that I am in. Like I'm more accepting of the fact that I'm in control of way less than I thought. In those regards, I feel better. I feel more confident in myself and in my life. And this is human design. 1 million percent broke this open in me other stuff like how to find success and support myself financially as a projector those pieces are real hard but I think that I mean I'm a third line two three six so I gotta be in the muck of it and be figuring it out which is very much what it feels like um So, and I don't, and to me, it's like, I don't necessarily know if my childhood upbringing has anything to do with my success in doing what I feel like I'm here to do, which is share human design with other people. It's all out here right now, but Mm -hmm. I used to be much less okay with that. I used to be much more like, that would give me so much more anxiety than it does. So, so yeah, in ways I do feel successful with it, but I don't know. I don't know how many times you can look back. Like how many times you look back a million times all the time. Do you never stop looking back? I think that's where I get scared is if I start looking back, then I'll just keep doing it. I don't know. Feels bad. (laughs) you're oh, really good at this like letting the other people talk thing you you must have practiced that because I'm terrible at it I just keep talking
1: <laughs> I have noticed that with the um open well no you have a defined throat defined throat defined mind right just the those two everything those else two are the only ones yeah I have a defined throat. I've noticed with like manifesting generators and manifestors, it's hard to get any room to say anything sometimes. And having the undefined mind, I'm like, well, do I have anything important? (laughs) As I'm
0: talking, I'm like, what am I saying? Mm -hmm. Is this important? And then I try to tell myself, who cares?
1: Well, yeah, you can't (laughs) micromanage every word that comes out of your mouth. To me, I always tell people, you know, your, your proof is in the pudding or in the fruit that your life is bearing and you don't want to always be looking back and thinking that something's wrong with you. And that's Mm -hmm. where I just love the act of deconditioning that I've come up with so much because it's not about. You do it in the moment. It's It's now. Yeah about what do you have you have headaches you want to get rid of headaches you have anxiety you want to get rid of anxiety let's shift the power source and then when you unplug from the past and bring Mm. that energy back you don't even have to know what you were feeling you just call it all back
0: to you yeah that has been helpful to me that I don't have to know specifically like why something bothered me as like a child or whatever it's like you don't need to figure that out like it's okay
1: no and I (laughs) and I feel like today with you know podcasts and everybody on their their platform so much of it is you know narcissism is this what's wrong with you is this what's wrong with you and they're putting all these definitions and labels and diagnoses and it's like what if there's nothing wrong with you
0: yeah totally
1: what if you know, what if we can look at this from a completely different perspective? Because I feel like that's making people sicker and more stressed Mm -hmm. because they're getting pulled into this. Yeah. Most of what we're dealing with is the human
0: experience, like in a general sense. And we're all going to feel peace spectrums of it. We're all not going to go through all of it, but we're going to go through parts of it. And those, some of those parts are going to, like you said, make us question like what, what is wrong with me. And I do feel success. I like that you said that. And now I'm going to keep saying things like this to myself. In the fact that I have really leaned in my to my third line ever since I fig- figured out about human design. First, I hated it. And then I was like, well, you might as well. You're supposed to look messy anyway, so whatever. I really lean into that aspect of my design and the fact that, I don't try so hard anymore to make things look a certain way or to make a choice or to explain why this is this way. It's more like I'm going to go this way. I don't know why I'm going to go this way. When you were talking about your spleen and your intuition and your husband is splenic, that's so crazy. Intuition for me with human design has been one of those pieces where I'm like, I don't get, I don't get this piece. I know that it's there. I'm the 48 and the 50 and an undefined spleen And I think the idea of the spleen, like I said before, feels very magical, I think because of its quietness, but also (laughs) because sometimes it really doesn't have any rhyme or reason. Like it's just, and a lot of the other centers, I feel like kind of speak with a, a voice. And to me, the spleen is kind of the only one that's not really a, I don't know, doesn't, to me, spleenic stuff, Personally, doesn't feel like a voice, but I'm also very like, I don't know what this. I have trust issues with intuition. (laughs) Like, what is this? I don't believe you get out of here. That's why I think this winning authority is so like, it's fascinating to me. I'm like, you have to rely on that. That's what you get. I mean, I'm a mental projector, so I get even less, but still- (laughs)
1: it is funny how we all go through this like comparison analysis when we find out our design oh I wanted to be this or that or yeah and making peace with it all is just a I found it a super cool progression yeah. because once you can fall in love with your design then you can use it to your advantage yeah but as long as you're thinking or wishing you were something else it was like I think all, they say all man all generators want to be manifestors, and that's what, and just because you want to be able to initiate of what <laughs> happens. Even when I go into a store and they don't say anything immediately to me, if I speak first, it's like their energy field goes, you know, what just happened? So now it's like waiting, like making eye contact, you know, are <laughs> you going to say? Yeah. Anything to me. And then the emotional, non-emotional. I wanted to be a pure sacral. I didn't want to have to wait. But looking back, all the sources of my frustration came from not waiting and jumping into things that my ego wanted. So people are like, I hate this. What? But now it's amazing to say, I'm gonna sleep on that. Give me a couple days. Yeah. It's hard for me to be spontaneous so when people say "Do you want to go to lunch today I'm like oh I only have like an hour to think about mm-hmm. <laughs> you know to let that wave ride and see what happens but knowing that if it's for you then you can't miss it so if mm-hmm. you wait for your wave an opportunity removes itself from the realm of possibility then that's okay because I, I know what it's like to force things into being I've done it a lot and it always came with like consequences and such a high price. So that brought my resistance down and my willingness up to say, let's just see what happens if you don't try to know right now.
0: I love that you said following your design kind of limits your choices. Choices fall away, like the like like opportunities go away. And some people are like, no, I have to strike when I have all these opportunities in front of me. I have to pick the best one, which one is the best one. And that's where all these parts start to speak to you, your mind and conditioning and all this other stuff comes into play. But let's just see what happens. Like you said, if you do that, let's just experiment with it this way. I, I think that that's, that's really cool. Cause then it, it allows you to not feel like you lost anything when maybe an opportunity, it goes away. Like you didn't have it in the first place. It was being presented to you. You followed your strategy and authority and now it's no longer presented to you. So
1: so therefore it was not the best.
0: Yeah. It, wasn't it, let you know. it, was, here. it was over here in the periphery waiting mm-hmm. and that now you're responding to less because your body let let allow, let go of all that extraneous stuff. Ooh, that's so neat. I love, I love that so much. And it's very third line to experiment that way. It's also a cool idea. If you get in when you're new to human design, if you're resistant to the some of the parts and the pieces, or you're like, I don't know about this, do it your way and see what happens. <laughs> go against your design, your emotional authority. All right, do it choose right now and see what happens obviously probably don't do this with big 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 things but play around and see what happens when you're doing it your way anyway and then do it the other way Differently way and see what happens and we have so mm-hmm. many opportunities and choices that present itself in life that there's a lot of ways you can do this without like messing up like a job or a relationship or stuff like big stuff um, and then you can feel it. And then you know what it feels like in your body to be like, oh, if I would have given myself time to think about this, maybe I wouldn't have made that choice. I said to one of the bartenders at the restaurant I worked at that I would consider being a bartender for two shifts that I already work, so it wouldn't be different new shifts, it would just be a different place. But I would be there later. And I was like, oh yeah, I would probably do that. And then I went home and I was like, I, don't, I said, I would do that. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to go home. And I would probably make a little bit more money, but not a lot of bit more money. So I just kind of mentioned it to her. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, she's going to say something. And now I'm going to be a bartender. And it was, I'm like, you know what? Just relax. You mentioned it to her. When they present you with the opportunity again, you're just going to decline you're just going to decline the opportunity and you gave yourself time to think about it. You can go back. It's okay. Um, But yeah, it really helped me to realize that even though I was like, Oh, actually this makes sense. I'll make more money. Um, There's other positives to it. But then I went home and was like, well, the most negative thing is getting off later. So I don't want to do that.
1: So I think so you need to have the time to talk it through, right? Yeah, mine like is, you're mine invited is it through
0: and, and and putting yourself in different environments and thinking about things. It's really ultimately what it says is taking more time than you even think that you need. And the way that I describe it a lot of times to other mental projectors is, our we're pretty logical. The Ajna makes us good at conceptualizing things and being pretty quick. With that kind of stuff. So a lot of times we already know the answer. I already know if it's a yes or a no, but I give myself time on purpose because the yes or the no takes different shape. It forms itself. It goes, this is a yes, but these are the parameters or wow, I have to say no to this and that's going to suck, but I can give them this. This will cost me no energy and this will be a good honorable mention for what they're asking for. So I think this has helped me a lot because As a mental projector, I always thought I had to go through this whole process to know the answer, but I think I know the answer and the process refines it. And it's not going to be like that all the time. And I'm sure it's not like that for all mental projectors, but that has really given me, because I feel like I have to follow directions. So when I was given the direction of what the mental projector authority is, I was like, oh, I have to soundboard with people that I trust. And then I have to think about it in different environments. And now I make a choice. But for me, it goes in in, usually in a different order. And that has worked really well for me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go like that. So I think sometimes human design can put parameters on the way certain things go and the way the sacral sounds and the way the spleen talks and all this other stuff. But you have to get in it the very third line and feel it out for yourself. That's why I think sometimes it's good to just rail straight against your design and see like yeah. what your body says to you cuz it might not be logical it might just be Ugh! like ah
1: <laughs> otherwise it's a heady endeavor that solidifies the not self i mean if you're not having your own experiment taking what they say and seeing is that relevant for you? Mm-hmm. Is that true for you? The same thing with being emotional. A non-emotional person will say, Oh, you're emotional. So that means you're like. And I'll be like, no, it doesn't. Why don't instead of you telling me what that's like, you ask me, this is what I know about emotional authority. Is this true for you? And then you'll hear my sacral respond. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Um, mm-hmm. and it's it fascinates me. Um like, there's people sharing from book knowledge, and that's fine, right? But if you don't have those things, or you can't phrase it from your experience in that aura type, mm-hmm. you know, like with you only having two defined centers, if you can't frame it from this is what I notice when I am in that gate or channel or center yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, otherwise you're just parroting what you read in a book. Yeah, yeah. And to me that's not the that's not the purpose.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's it is it is hard to human design is so much about the experience that if you if you're not mechanically set up for, to have that experience, then by like in terms of your chart, then it's just never you can you can't ever speak on it the same way. You can speak on it like you said in terms of when I'm around a generator, this is what it feels like. When this transit happens, this is what it feels like. Um, When I see another type, this is what it's, I I feel like I can observe, although I know what you see is not always what is happening, but I feel like sometimes you can observe other people's energy and go, well, this is what I'm observing from this person. But I think when you throw the word observe in there, it's like, well, hey, I'm telling you, That I'm over here and they're over there. And I'm not in here. I'm not in their mind. I'm simply observing what is
1: happening. Right. And a lot of times we're observing the not self. I know. The not self. So, but that's more kind of what they say. Whereas then feeling the energy, like feeling the emotions of another person. Mm hmm it's different but it gets it gets a little murky in there it
0: does it does because we're all all of the chart no matter what we all are all of these things it's just inconsistent Mm. in for for you if it's not colored in and depending on your conditioning that could mean something or it couldn't because even defined centers you can be especially generators and manifesting generators can I feel like get conditioned away from the sacral response because it's not a logical thing. So it shouldn't, this goes first and then this and to have to go to learn to go this way is like, Whoa. And to trust it. Feeling and then not body. be like, I'm, are you sure I'm can trust my body? Like, am I crazy? Ah, Like I I'm sure you get all of that when you're doing <laughs> your stuff and that's gotta be, really cool because I'm sure they come out of it going oh crap I'm not crazy like I can trust what this is
1: it's cool to see the progression for sure like how you know worried they were in the first session and how like their minds don't like it to then the second third and fourth it just becomes so much more natural Mm -hmm. the sacral responses there and these aren't like I tell people, we're asking questions about things that have already happened. You don't have to worry about making a new choice or picking the wrong thing or whatever it is. It's already there. So you can, mm-hmm. that's another reason you can trust and get comfortable with what your body's telling you. So
0: I love that. And you sound like a great support to them, which is good. Cause like you said, by that third session, they're, they're open like that because they feel supported. And they feel like you're allowing them to let go of all that stuff, which is cool. And I'm glad that you don't hold on to it. I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because that's hard. That can be hard for people who do any sort of work where people are giving you a lot of heavy energy or I don't know if they're giving it to you, but they're allowing it to be out of their vulnerable area. Like it's out there now and you kind of have to carry the weight of it. So it's important to recognize that as people who do this kind of stuff, it's it's our responsibility to get to either give it back or get rid of it or not hold on to it. If we're going to support that person, if we're going to allow them to do that, then it's our responsibility to figure out how to not keep hang on to it, which can be hard Really for anybody, but the more undefined centers that you have, sometimes it can be. It just happens very quickly. (laughs) I feel like stuff gets in very quickly and amplifies itself. And you're Mm -hmm. like, before you even know, you're like, oh, 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 no! And for you, it sounds (laughs) and for you, it sounds like you've you're already you're already like, oh, that's already gone. Like I didn't even attempt to hold on to that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, why, I why do, would I keep
1: that? <laughs> I do some things in my, what I call the opening sequence too, where I'm holding the session um, like in between us. I'm mm-hmm. not holding the container for you within my own auric field. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's good. You're I, taking the responsibility yeah. of doing it that way of having those boundaries <laughs> for yourself, which is really smart. I li- yes. I like that a lot. I like that you put it that way, that it's 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 happening out here
1: and it's not me doing it yeah and if you try to pull me in to get me to do it you're probably not going to come back and see me for a second one because I'm not going to go down on a sinking ship with you
0: yeah and you're not a generators are not here to have a penetrating aura I am the penetrating aura I am meant to go in there and make you feel vulnerable generators are, are 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 here to support. But just like you said, it feels more comfortable in the way that you're doing it. And I almost feel like as a generator, people take it less personally when you explain it in that way and say it is out here. That way they don't expect you to to carry around their stuff. And they also don't expect anything. They don't really have expectations because you're here. Oh, that's really cool that you do it that way. And it's interesting to think of it that way that, that, that works for you, but for some of the other energy types, we kind of have, we, we, we go about it in a different way. Um, Because I do feel like I have to like really get into a person, but that's also really draining and hard and like, like figuring out how much to give. I'm good at letting it go, but in the moment, sometimes I'm like, in, I feel like I'm in it like as you can see I've been wiping my face I cry during any time I read for any person or most podcasts just because I feel like when people are describing something I'm there I'm in it I'm there oh, I'm wow. like, oh, this is a neat and I can come out of it but in the moment I'm very much like and I think sometimes I'm not aware of how much energy that takes from me so mm. Sounds like I have to work on my boundaries a little bit, um, which is good. I mean, for any boundary type.
1: issues are pretty universal. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's a universal thing. I was only mentioning mm-hmm. it about the fifth line, fifth line, because the fifth lines are so attractive to us that we often don't expect them to have any boundaries. We just want them to do what we want from. They just Mm -hmm. look so, you just look so nice and like you could do it all. You could save me. You could be this for me and you can be this and you can be that. And we don't, and it's not our fault. It's not like we're going, oh my gosh, fifth lines, I'm just going to take advantage. It's more of a, you're just attractive and Mm -hmm. you feel like you can save the day and you feel very like that's it. I don't really know how to explain it. I'm, I have a friend who's a fifth line and when I figured it out, when I did her chart, I was like, this makes so much sense. Cause there's so many times when I went like, Oh, well, I'll just call this person or I'll just, and I've done it or I've not done it, but every time it had nothing to do with who that person was, it was what I wanted or needed. And I thought that they would could do that. And the fifth line to me feels it's a, it's a, it's a hard one. To, I feel like to explain when people ask about it or or want to know about it.
1: Um, Well, I'll tell you the unconscious fifth line paranoia, that's, that's real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have all these ideas for human design t-shirts, t-shirt line. I'd like to launch at some point, but one of them is like, can you just tell me what you want from me? (laughs) Like the, cause the five one, you know, they see the projection coming. They know exactly what the other person wants from them. The unconscious, it's like I know you want something from me, but can you just say it out loud and then I'll tell you? Come if out I with the first, it. yeah, because we need, I mean, we're here for the projection, yeah, oh, yeah we're here for true. it. So without that, I can't find the attraction point or light up or share the practical knowledge that I've learned through all the trial and error. Where, before, you know, when I first learned about it, it was like, oh, that sounds terrible. Now it's like Project on me so that I can choose the ones that are correct for me. That's true. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. The like you said, a lot of
0: the pieces and stuff that sound hard or quote unquote negative. What it's asking is, what it's saying is, you're here for that thing. Oh. Yeah, you might have the gate of the energy of suffering or or trial and an air third line, and that can sound really hard, but it is hard but that's what you're here for it's not like you're here to avoid it like you're not a third line to avoid the processes you're a third line to be put through it more than anybody else so i love that you said it like that because then it's like the fifth line is here to be projected upon more than anybody else whoa i like that i like that a lot so we may as well lean in yeah it's not as it's not as scary as like oh i have to run away from this thing this is a bad thing it's more of a, oh, I need to allow this to happen so that I can shape my perception of the world. What what do I really want? What, what where do I really want to focus my energy and my time? Where do I need to throw up a boundary real quick? Like, Oh, I like it. Very active, very active deconditioning here. Yes, indeed. Oh, oh I love that. Well, we've talked forever and we can do this again because you're awesome and I'd love to talk to you again. But um, I think that this is great. And I think that what you're doing for the majority of the people, because generators are the majority here, guys, um, <laughs> is great. And it gives them a place to go with this. It gives them an active place to to go. Because as a generator, you're here to do. You're here to go. Mm-hmm. So to give you a place to go with all this woo-woo stuff, I feel like probably feels better for the generator. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because, can... you know, you learn the mechanics and you understand the why. And then y- you said it so perfectly because that was my reaction. Now I'm just supposed to wait seven years. What? That's not going to happen. Yeah. Especially so, with so the So like, motor. what can we do? How can we make this faster, more efficient, more Ethan Gray? Here it is. Let's do it like this. Yeah. Yay. All
0: right, cool. Well, I'm going to link... All of Dr. Kate's information in the notes, but why don't you tell people where they can find you, where you like to hang out on on the internet? Do you hang out anywhere?
1: I do. I put up uh, videos on YouTube at Dr. Kate Flynn, and my website is drkateflynn.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I did TikTok for a while. I was cool. doing shorts and reels, kind of like every day, and. I have a list of like 300 things that I want to talk about in these reels and no mm-hmm. refunds to make them. So I've been a little radio silent there.
0: It's TikTok for me is a hard one. I get very overwhelmed when I open the app. So I will like, I hate this. Mm. Um, but I figured out how to turn it off so that the sound doesn't start when you immediately start it. Cause that really just throws me. Um and I go on and I just post the same stuff that I would post to Instagram and then I go off. Like I never look at it. I it's just I literally am like, just put share in as many places as you can. As a projector, I'm like, right. share, share in as many places as you can and don't worry about the mechanics of any other parts of it. Like don't try to grow your TikTok because that all that kind of stuff, marketing, all this kind of stuff in general really gives me a headache. That's other places where I like I talked about before where my feelings of success are a little roller coastery, but mm-hmm. that's okay because I'm in my experiment, man. That's what it's gonna be. All yeah, right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. And i I think that what you do would benefit all the types. I know you, you generally work with the generators, but I feel like exploring what you're feeling right now and allowing it to come through without asking too many questions or without defining what things have to be would be really helpful for people, especially in the society where I feel like we're quick to define things and emotions and oh you must be this because you feel this. And everything's temporary, guys and gals. I keep saying guys and I don't want to I hope that doesn't offend anyone, but I like guys as a general term. Guys, gals, yeah. y'all, y'all birds, bees, whatever you are, everything is temporary. So we might as well have a little bit of fun. Exactly. I think I'm going to end with that. All right. Thank you for being here. Thank you for
1: having me, Janelle. Nice to meet you.
0: Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.